Welcome to Building Great Sales Teams, a show dedicated to making sales teams tick, tick, boom. I didn't have a playbook starting out. I had to learn everything the hard way. The good news is you don't have to. Great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Let's get to work. All right, guys. So I got uh, Justin Nelson with uh, Sphere Rocket. And so, um, Justin, you came on the scene into Apex Win? Would have been probably January of this year. Okay. So fairly Dude, now. you have made a fucking splash, I would yeah. say, to say the least, man. Um, I feel like everybody, everybody that has heard you talk is now using your service for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, guys, like he's done is doing some amazing things and and i love the word leverage you use the word leverage a lot with vas to take off everybody has those like 10 to 20 dollar an hour tasks right now mm-hmm. and they're just bogging us down especially if you're an owner operator you know what i mean yeah and you're trying to make sales but you're also like dealing with ad campaigns and dealing with your social media just your social media alone mm-hmm. i mean just really bogs you down so much so but anyways let's let's uh what I'd like to do is kind of learn a little bit about you, yep. uh, let our listeners learn a little bit about you, and then we can get into kind of some of the ways that you use that leverage, yeah. and then uh, talk about sales. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. I'd love to. So uh, tell me about yourself. Yeah, so uh, Justin Nelson, 24 years old, been in the, call it the industry since I was about 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, started off as like an inside sales agent, marketing director for a real estate team out of Denver. Uh-huh. Um, so start got my start there. Um, did that for a few years. Loved it. Ended up going to college for a bit. Um, played some college football. Decided, wait, I'm making more money in college right now, you know, as a agent on this team, you know, because when I turned 18, I got my license. I'm like, why am I playing college football at an engineering school yeah. with 99% dudes to go and make 60k out of college like yeah. not, not that that's a bad living at all but i was like mm-hmm. i'm almost making more than that now as a you know 24 year old so or yeah. at the time 20 year old 18 year old so i was like i'm gonna move out you know of college and move into the industry full time so did the typical real estate agent gig for a few years mm-hmm. and then it kind of led me to sphere rocket which is where we're now with the virtual assistant mm-hmm. so so you kind of saw one of the realtors are you were utilizing virtual assistants? I was you utilizing yeah, I was yeah. utilizing VAs um, uh-huh. through other companies at the time and you know, I wouldn't say I had problems with them, but I knew yeah. that we could, you know I know if I do it did it myself I could make the process much more smooth, much so, more fine tuned. I guess what really made you leave real estate for this business you just saw the open pasture you saw the opportunity i actually saw a lot of miserable real estate agents to be honest with you Mm -hmm. so the problem with real estate is is if you're not on the real estate investing side it's Mm -hmm. really really hard to have a true business most real estate agents don't have a true business um Mm -hmm. like even some of your top agents top 10 agents in the country they can't sell their real estate business. Yeah, it's not absolutely. really a sellable asset. It's, the, it's them. It's them, and yeah. so what's and even if you have a big team, like it's very rare that someone wants to buy your team. Like and even then, the multiples are like one x, two x, yeah. and it's like that's not a, that's that's not a company in my opinion worth building for an exit. However, what you find is those top teams. What is the sellable assets are when they take money from that and then move it into investment properties. Mm-hmm. However, like ninety nine percent of agents don't do that. 
Now like they buy what? BMWs and, yeah, exactly. like and a, spend all their money on drinks yeah. and networking. Exactly. And, yeah. But like my coach at Apex is a great example. Brandon Brittingham runs one of the top five teams in the nation. But you see what he talks about most is how he takes his money and puts it into Airbnb and investment properties. And that's mm-hmm. a true saleable asset. And so for me, you know, I wanted to move into a company that I could sell, you know, mm-hmm. at, a, at a later time. Yeah. And most real estate agents are stuck in a market like until for a certain time period like you can't move out of the market your team's based out of that market Mm -hmm. i wanted a company where i could go anywhere and sell a product to anybody because i love being on the road yeah that's awesome that's really kind of the transition switch for me at least so um we got on a call last week Mm -hmm. and uh we were were in cabo a couple weeks ago for the mastermind and uh you just kind of fucking blew my mind (laughs) at at how you could use vas Mm -hmm. to leverage your business and, and for me, it was the, the social media piece. Yeah. You know, so I, I guess walk us through your, your social media strategy with your VAs, because mm-hmm. most of the people listening to this show are owner operators. Yep. You know what I mean? We do talk about building your machine, and they do see me doing it, you know what I'm saying? And so um, the social media piece is a big part of their sales now. Yeah. And so uh, let's talk about how you're leveraging VAs for your social media. Yeah, so as far as social media goes, there's only I only do one thing on social media. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I make Facebook posts, I have a picture, and have long copy. Yeah. Anything outside of that is done by a virtual assistant. So when mm-hmm. you look at like our Sphere Rocket business pages, you look at my real estate business pages, like business pages are all done by virtual assistants. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our Facebook groups that we run or host, they're all done by virtual assistants. All the content, all the interactions, yeah. all of those things. Um, my Facebook Messenger and all that's, mm-hmm. you know, sorted by... Um, assistance right like I mean even just this morning I think you messaged me about yeah. you know and my assistants my assistant literally tracks me on my sleep band and I think yeah. she texted you back and like Justin's sleeping right now so yeah. she called me and it's like <laughs> you got a podcast in 30 minutes and so like like I, I defer a lot of like those incoming messages through my virtual right you filter and, them through and and maybe 10 percent of them get to you because they need to go to you exactly yeah. so my goal is with social media is I know if I make my one Facebook post with long copy Mm-hmm. Then what my virtual assistants do is they'll take that Facebook post the long copy, they'll turn it into emails, mm-hmm. they'll turn it into Instagram posts and the whole nine yards. And then really from that, you know, now I know each week all I got to do is make five long copy, you know, five mm-hmm. pictures, five long copy. Um, and then outside of that, really I'll, what I try to do is as many of these as possible, right? The more, yeah. the more hour to long podcasts, stage appearances, uh, YouTube videos that you can shoot, the more that they can then cut down a whole bunch of material, probably a lot like you do on yours already. Yeah, absolutely. And so my goal is to do the five posts a week, and then usually I'm either, I mean, I'm speaking on stages a lot now, mm-hmm. so I, I'll take that content, and then that is everything else. Yeah. And so now it's I'm not really having to do any social media at all mm-hmm. in terms of, I'm just doing my five posts. If I do my five posts, yeah, you would think on my social media I'm doing hundreds and hundreds yeah, of pieces of content. So. Yeah, and and so the reason that I hired you guys is because, well, this was the biggest thing for me, mm-hmm. and, and when it really clicked, was you were like, oh, they can handle your friend requests. You can put them through a filter. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so like I'm at like 500 plus friend yep. requests. Right? It's a nightmare. So if you have friend requested me and I have not responded to you, there's yep. a reason, and it's because it would literally take me probably three or four hours to go through all of those, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then I wouldn't even do it properly, even though it's me doing it, because mm-hmm. I'm getting frustrated, I'm getting the, the Forex, you know yeah. what I mean, stuff, the crypto stuff, yeah. you know what I'm saying, the the spam stuff, and uh, I'm trying to get through it all. And you can't just say, oh, 
a hundred plus I'll accept them and anything yeah. under because there's people that your influence has found oh, yeah. that your friends haven't found yet absolutely. or they haven't found your friends you know what I mean absolutely and so um, and, 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 and here's the problem what I should be doing is not on my phone on social media which I, I yeah. should be doing is creating training yeah. is uh, expanding my operations absolutely. is recruiting um, recruiting elite people that to my of business um, and uh, having meetings and working with my uh, key people and stuff like that Absolutely. but I'm stuck on this damn phone mm -hmm. like in it you know what I'm saying and so uh, I'm very I'm very excited about uh, what we're gonna put together on on my end to do that and so um, so that's that's kind of an entry-level yeah. way that uh, other people can utilize your business so let's talk about your actual company mm -hmm. and so then the way that you're structured which yeah. I love which is also the way that like Ryan Stuman is structured mm -hmm. and like Mike Claudio is, is structured, Brandon Brittingham is structured. Yeah. You guys are the rainmakers mm -hmm. from what I can see. Yep. Outside looking in, I, I watch, I observe. Yep. You guys are the rainmakers. You're on the road, what was it, 300 days a year or something yeah, like that? Something crazy. Yep. And so you're basically going to different conferences. You're basically getting yourself seen. Yeah. You're telling people about your business. Exactly. And then that's the top of the funnel. Absolutely. All right. Yep. So walk me through that. Yes. What happens after? Yeah. So, I mean, for us, it's all about two things. We use the VAs for a lot of this. So, like, for example, we flew into this Apex meetup last, you know, this uh -huh. week here in Scottsdale. Yeah. And uh, there's 400 people in the room, supposedly, right around there. Mm -hmm. Like, my virtual assistants went online and figured out who was in the room. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, what my VAs is, they went and followed them all on Instagram they follow them all on Facebook you yeah. know and so now we just instantly connect with 400 people mm -hmm. and so really the process is is to get as many of those people into our funnel so we'd go out and we found all three 400 people's emails if we could find them yeah um, we put them into our you know email systems and so now every time I go on the road we're capturing the entire audience's worth of memory share and so now it's just a matter of how many times can I do that and here I am shaking hands and kissing babies and getting like maybe five new contacts and you've got 400 yeah. into your ecosystem. I mean and like out of a conference like that like I, I don't know exactly who's all in the room but you right. can, but my VAs are really good at like trailing right so like mm -hmm. I could see like 20 people posted on their Instagram that and they tagged Ryan in it and right. Ryan like he reshared it so I was like alright those 20 people were there and then I went on their feed and saw the, there's and they some tagged, like, eloquent arbitrage in yeah, there for you, sure I mean, it's yeah. not like it's not like not like Ryan just hands me a list and goes, here's everybody <laughs> in the room, man, go and email them. Like, we have to be very diligent on how we go and connect yeah. with these people and follow them. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like we're sending them text blasts, email blasts, and things like that. It's just like we're connecting them on socials. They're, they're just plugging, your VAs are plugging them into you. Into my system. Yeah, yeah. Getting, getting you in front of them again. Exactly. Think about it. They go and watch you speak. Man, I mean, you already just your story and then your age alone is like inspirational. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So they're going, they're seeing you speak. They're like, this dude's 25. Yeah, just turned 25. 25 years old, has a eight-figure company. You know what I mean? It built it in two years. You know what I mean? Crazy fast, mm -hmm. but it's because you built it using your own service. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, anyways, they're at this conference, and and they may go and look you up and add you, mm -hmm. but if they don't, I mean, it's got to be so cool to go home that night. And then there's Justin Nelson requesting to be your friend. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Or, yep. or following uh, on Instagram. Yeah, following yep. you on Instagram or something like that. And yep. you're like, oh, crap, this dude was just on stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He runs a eight-figure business. And so right away, you're like, that's really cool. Absolutely. You know? So that that yeah. that engagement is, is a huge thing. Absolutely. So do you have people that 
I mean, obviously, you and I had a conversation because because mm-hmm. we're in executives, we have a relationship. So you yep. did that sales call. Do you have other people that do the the, the sales call? Like yeah. You do with me? So I have full. I have four full time sales reps right now on uh-huh. staff because we do probably right. Right now, we got checked this morning. Actually, we do like three hundred and forty five sales calls a month. Mm-hmm. So we have about three hundred forty five appointments on our calendar a month, and so yeah. So they're doing uh, two to three each a day. Two to three each a day. Yeah, right that's not bad at all. That's yeah. not like no. any crazy like. No. Okay, so so walk me through that. Um, I guess I'm I'm guessing because of the volume that you guys do, mm-hmm. they're all six figure earners. Pretty close, yeah, yeah. I'd say. Are, are they overseas or are they here? The, uh, my sales team is U.S. based. Is U.S. based? Yeah, so okay. anybody you talk to on our sales team will be U.S. based. Mm-hmm. Um, they live across the country. All, everybody's in a different state. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, they're all they've all done 10k each month so far this year. That's so beautiful. They'll all do six figures, and um, they're all my age or younger. Most of them are 21, 22. Uh huh. So. So you hiring? Yeah. Always, <laughs> always, always. Absolutely. So if you're a, a lot of salespeople listen to this, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So if you're in sales, reach out to uh, Justin yeah. here because it's a huge opportunity. And so all your guys are remote. Yeah, they're all remote. One's mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico. One's in Dallas. One's in Utah. Uh huh. That's badass. I don't even know where the other ones are. One, one is in the Philippines, but he's from the United yeah. States. So, so I'd, I'd like to walk through two things. One, um, the culture mm-hmm. at your company and how you maintain that with them being remote. You know what yeah. I mean? And then the second thing is basically the the, the sales process, mm-hmm. right? So let's start with the, the culture. Yeah. How do you develop that? Yeah, so our culture is very... Um, it's very disconnected, which I think a lot of people are scared of. Uh-huh. Um, we we really prioritize everybody like a lot of companies try and not silo like different departments we silo departments very very well like mm-hmm. we, we want we want each department to only really know what their department's doing and a lot and again that's like business like 101 what they tell you usually not to do however yeah that's yeah. In, in my head i'm thinking about my company and yeah it's, it's very integrated it's very mm-hmm. you know but we're not near as big right yeah. so you know we have probably 12 people on yep. staff something like that yeah. so anyways go ahead I'm yeah sorry. so we've really just siloed it out to where um it's like this department like our sales department they know sales like that like, i don't want them to know anything else uh-huh. like, i obviously want them to know the product and the offer and things like that however i don't want them in product development i don't want them and so we really we built this culture of silos so sales is a silo fulfillment's a silo and partly mm-hmm. that's because we have for us it's different like our sales team is u.s based mm-hmm. our fulfillment team is Philippines based. Yeah. Our marketing is Philippines based. And mm-hmm. so our so our culture is we build culture within our silos. Mm-hmm. But because they're all built on the same core foundations and principles when we all get together, mm-hmm. no one feels like we're out of culture or something's odd or different things. Because it's, you are all talking about the same, same things, things within their Should, departments. Correct. And so all right, this may get off track a little mm-hmm. bit, but now I'm super curious. Yeah. Um just a, a, as a business owner in general. So who, okay, you got your silos. Yep. And there's like three or four of them, right? Yep. And then who's who's in between you and those silos? Yeah, so our CEO um, in the Philippines, her name's Shireen, so mm-hmm. she manages all the silos. Yeah, and, and she's each, a rock star. Yeah, yeah. You told me about her. Yeah, okay. she's a rock star, and then uh, she manages all the silos, mm-hmm. and then each silo has like a, de- like a department head. Okay. And so to be honest with you, like I probably only speak to my team physically. Mm-hmm. I only speak to one person. It's only Shireen. I don't talk to anybody else other than my COO now. We have, mm-hmm. we have a new COO who's amazing, US-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of Shireen and the COO, I very rarely talk to anybody else in the entire organization. 
Like the other day, I was on a call with 100 of my VAs. I think I had only met 15 of them before. Yeah. Like ever. And virtually. Virtually. Yeah. And I, yeah That's not I, even in person. Yeah, <laughs> I had never even met them virtually before. And so yeah. um, we've just built this culture of like just completely being siloed, which is just so mm-hmm. backwards for most companies, but it works yeah. really, really well for us. Well, and it, and it makes sense because you have a company culture, but, you know, because so much of your company operates from the Philippines, it's a whole different culture. It is. You know what I mean? Like, and I can imagine you get you get on the calls where you got U.S. and, and Philippines and they're trying to, yeah. to work together and the culture is not the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so one of the things that I appreciate is uh, our VA that we have, Nika, mm-hmm. um, she adapts to us yeah. you know what i'm saying because there's 11 of us that aren't of course that are u.s based yeah. you know what i'm saying and so um but i do want to definitely bring her culture into the organization yeah. too so to really learn that part and then she's going to be kind of our like hopefully long term to so get in get into leadership development yeah. right uh hopefully long term she's going to run all of our rbas and you guys are going to train yeah. her how to do that yep. so i'm Absolutely. excited about that part okay so um, on the uh, on the sales process side, mm-hmm. so how do y'all how do y'all structure that? So I've yeah. I'm I'm a very I'm very simple when it comes to that intro, qualify, present, close. Yeah. Right. So do you you have a how do you teach that? Yeah. So um, honestly, I've never taught any of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've uh, it's it's hard it's hard, man, because our 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 product is so easy to sell mm-hmm. that we've once we found experienced sales reps that knew what they were doing. Okay. That it didn't really take a lot of like extra training or anything on my foundational piece to mm-hmm. create for them. So um, for us, it's intro call. Okay. They obviously explore our entire program. Here's your contract. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, we don't even follow up with people. Really? Uh, no follow up. It's literally you either sign the contract or you don't. And we tell people that. Buy or die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we basically say you're yeah. either gonna you either want this because the problem is we found in our product at least like. Well, let's take like uh, let's take like Apex for example. You know, if Drewby is listening to this, he's losing his mind oh, right 100%, now. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And we've talked about it too. If you guys don't know Drewby, he's in he's the Apex uh, or the Break Free Academy VP, mm-hmm. and he is just me and him are like on polar opposites because I'm the same way you are. Yeah. It's like buy or die. Like this, you know, I'm in front of you right now. Let's yeah. close. And then he's like Mr. Follow Up, Mr. Yeah. Meme Game, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, so for us, like, we just, because the problem is if I have to convince you at a high scale over and over again that you need leverage, we find that you're actually going to resent it, Yeah. then it's going to be our fault yeah. that you weren't ready for it, or, you know, so it's either, That's fair. it's either yeah. you want it or you don't, Uh huh. so, and we always tell people, your contract sits there, live mm-hmm. and ready to go, so, it, yeah. it, whether it's one day or three years from now, yeah. you need to talk to us again, just go back to the contract, Yeah. We'll s- and sign up. That makes sense. You know, and, and because I was so, like, enthralled in being a customer, mm-hmm. I didn't really pay attention during the call. Yeah. Normally, I will pay attention to your sales flow and, like, yeah. in my own head, be documenting it and mm-hmm. breaking it down and kind of understanding what you're doing and everything. Yeah. Um, so when you hire have hired these salespersons, do they come from VA businesses or they come no. from other sales so organizations? Most of them have actually been my friends. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So most of my team is uh, people I grew up with, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, man. I mean, nothing, nothing. I mean, we used to headhunter for a few of our people yeah. um, that have now been there. But I mean, even my sales team, we only have 
three people on my entire sales team. Mm -hmm. So it's still fairly a small team. Okay, so. so the the job application is actually they have to be friends with you first. Yeah. <laughs> hang out with you. Yeah. They got you got to make sure you're vibing, and then mm -hmm. you'll hire them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when you're onboarding, what does it look like for them? They they don't just automatically know how to sell. Yeah. Uh, your service. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, to be honest with you, we do no onboarding. Okay. Um, we I mean we do onboarding, but not really. There's no formalized training at all. Um, it is what one, the hell? Yeah, it is this is opposite yeah. of everything I yeah. teach, yeah. And, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. No, I yeah. freaking love it because I wanna I wanna hear more about this type of stuff. Yeah. So we make them for two weeks watch uh, probably between fifty and hundred recordings. Okay. Of other sales calls. That's training, man. Well, it is training, <laughs> but it's not. It's like by osmosis more than yeah, formal. It, there's yeah. zero like Justin said. This is how you should do this. There's really not even call reviews uh -huh. or anything like that. It's purely, if you watch 50 to 100, I'm going to throw you on a few test calls, you know, and when I say test calls, we throw them into the fire. I mean, I don't even, I don't, like a lot of times people sort it out and like they'll go, oh, this is a VIP client and I'm not going to let the new sales rep take, I don't care. You're going to be thrown right in there. I mean, you could literally be talking to the number one team in the nation, you know, sometimes as your first call and it, you know, it doesn't scare me to lose that business. Wow. There's nowhere to go wrong. Um, and so a lot of that's trust that they, they can see and that we've given into them. But yeah, man, if they can't figure it out after 50 to 100 calls that they've seen taken over and over again, mm -hmm. then they're just not meant to be in our organization. So you want them to be, you want them to be creative enough to derive their own sales process from those calls. Correct. And that kind of like qualifies them by the end of it. And if they're able to, mm -hmm. okay, so they do all the calls. Yeah. They sound good on the phone, but they're not closing. Yeah. What do you do then? I mean, I'll be honest with you. We've never had a closer not close. Okay. I mean, they're all 35 to 40% close rates. So you, you've never had a salesperson come into the organization and not work out? We've had one. Uh-huh. Was that more like, that was a it, different but it was, reason? It was more of they were working another uh, offer as well. Uh-huh. So they were working another closing. Because some of our closers work multiple companies. Okay. So they they will like work multiple offers because none of our uh, sales team does outbound. Uh -huh. They're only inbound. Gotcha. So there's no outbound. So if I don't get it on their calendar, they probably sit around and do nothing all day. So there's zero outbound reach by them. That's fair. But after so, an event like this, they're they're blowing and going. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So after events, they kind of you know. They, I do. We we have incorporated that a lot more into our company now, um, on the operations side especially. I mean, obviously yeah. salespeople. Can come and go as they please, especially mm -hmm. 1399. I have W2 salespeople yeah. too, but we're not managing them. No, we're not like on their ass out in the field and stuff yep. like that. They know what they need to do, and if they're producing, then yep. they're going to be with the company. And if exactly. they're not, we're going to. We do. We put them into a a improvement plan. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's more of a natural one. It's mm -hmm. not like formalized or anything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, going back to the onboarding, the formal training, mm -hmm. um, so. Because my my guys are entry level, and a lot of uh, consulting that I do is with that first salesperson, yeah. that entry level. I mean, I've got the whole freaking system, mm -hmm. right? And so it's it's incredibly formal. So yeah. I'm just like in my mind, I'm like, wow, you've managed to build out this six figure sales team for mm -hmm. four people right yep. now, and you've done it from what sounds like okay core values, yep. and you know they before you hire them. Okay, then let's go back to that because there's some yeah. there's some magic in here somewhere and yeah. I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Okay, so how do you know you want to hire them as a salesperson? Are they even thinking about this at, at this point? Because um, I, I, I know you said yeah. it was your friends. Yeah, you know what so I mean? two friends, 
they they came within the organization already. Mm-hmm. So they they were hired up within. So okay. Two of them. There we go. Okay. Um, that makes a lot of sense. But they didn't work for the VA company ever, so uh-huh. they, they got pulled from a different company. Uh-huh. Um, and then two were found by the recruiters. So, I okay. mean, I don't even know really what their backgrounds were uh-huh. previously. And that's the other thing is I completely am out of. I've always been out of all the hiring. So yeah, it all goes through Shireen. So Shireen makes all the hires. The CEO. Yeah, the CEO in the Philippines. Okay. Yeah. So. I want to get Shireen on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she should do it. Yeah, she does it all, man. I mean, literally, that's the only reason we've grown so fast is uh-huh. I've been able to not worry about, you know. Dude, that is anything. that that is beautiful, and probably going to be the best point of mm-hmm. this whole podcast right now is that you're recognizing you're the rainmaker. Yeah. You're the the face of the company. You're the one that's going to bring in all the business and everything. Yeah. And so, can you be a CEO while you're doing that? No. no, hell no. no. You know what I mean? And so as a, if some of you guys are owner operators or you have small sales teams or whatever, your job is to, and it's not even replacing yourself. You recognize at a very early age mm-hmm. that you don't want to be the CEO. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, you're only two years in and you have a CEO already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. So, I mean, it's all about if I'm doing the CEO stuff and building stuff, it's just not going to work. Yeah. It's just not going to work. Well, and dude, like. When I see you up there on stage talking about your product, and in it, what I love about it is you're not even talking about your product. Yeah. You're talking about leverage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And your your product is leverage, right? But uh, like you can tell you're passionate about it. Absolutely. You can tell you love it. You know what I'm saying? And your the energy is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like if you were the CEO, you'd be miserable. Oh, 100%. And I still bounce back and forth in some of those roles, but. Um, like I think I came from a baseball background. Like I was at a baseball game last night, and, mm-hmm. and the same, I only think of one thing when I'm at a baseball game, and it's usually because I heard someone behind me going, "Baseball contracts are fucking ridiculous." Like that guy's mating, like like uh, Manny Machado. Like I was literally sitting in front row, and this dude's a monster. Like he's yeah. huge. I think he made like a 241 million dollar contract, is what he designed. Uh-huh. And the guy's like, "I can't even imagine making that much amount of money. It must be so easy." But when you calculate it, you're like, "That guy's living on the road." I mean, most people don't realize baseball is like 172 games a year. Yeah. It's not like it's not like it's not like football where it's 16 weeks. Yeah. You got 172 games a year, and so when you take 172 games a year and, and you realize most of them play 80 to 90 percent of them, mm-hmm. and they're not back-to-back days. You got 220, 225 days a year on the road, uh-huh. or playing three, four-hour games. And so I was so it's always been in my mind like if I want to go and make that type of money really, really fast. Yeah. I have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I gotta go live on the road 200 days a year. And again, mm-hmm. not everybody's meant to go live on the road. We got families and kids and things like that. Yeah, but, but I'm you're like, 25. And I'm 25. You know what I'm saying, like, but I also, I also truly believe too that there is a point of sacrifice where I was like, I don't know the last stat, but how many ML player, MLB players have families and kids? Mm-hmm. Now, sure, because they're, they're a little bit probably a rougher relationship sometimes because of that. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. However, I think there's a lot of good relationships still that exist in that world because they do it the right way, right? Yeah. And it's like you're saying right now, they they leverage their personal lives. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and their their people, their families, their key players yeah. in their families understand and they adapt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and, it, it and was, that's what your company's doing right well, now. Well, and it's funny because yeah. a lot of people like coach. Like I was actually so there's this guy Brad Lee, 
that Steuben's found a few times, and he, mm-hmm. he's he's a really unique character. Love uh-huh. the guy, but he brings. I think he. I think he says a lot of things just to change your mindset on things. Oh, yeah. like he said something really just funny. To be opposite. Yeah, he said yeah. something really funny on TikTok yesterday. He's like, if you're out there complaining that your damn woman's spending all your money, it's not her problem. You're just not making enough money. <laughs> he's like, who, he's like, if you think if you if you're not making enough money that someone actually can spend it all, that's your problem. Yeah. Now again, I don't think like there's obviously no there's I, some parts of that, but it changed the mindset. Yeah. And so like my mindset where that kind of leads me to is in the baseball theory. Some people are like, well, I couldn't live on the road 200 days a year like you and do this because my wife and kids and my wife works like eight to five and then mm-hmm. I take care of the kids. I'm like, but what if 200 days on the year on the road? And I play kind of like devil's advocate. Yeah. What if 200 days a year on the road made you so much money that you could be on the road Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you were completely home, did absolutely nothing. Completely present. Completely present. And then, oh, by the way, you can go and take two, three-week vacations because of how much money you've made with yeah. your family, very intimate, without ever picking up your phone. Mm-hmm. For most people, I believe the relationships would be better that way. Absolutely. Rather than like, because a lot of people are at home and unpresent. And a lot of people are on the road and way more present. I guarantee you, Stuman's way more present than ninety percent of people. Oh. and he's on the road still, probably well, at least a hundred days. I've learned a lot of how to be present mm-hmm. from him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm dialing in my systems, and I'm building a machine that's paying me when I am home. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, honestly, we we got one of the biggest takeaways from what you talked about about, and and, and this is something that so two things I want to mm-hmm. touch on. When I was younger, I recognized at an early age that I was not the best salesman yeah. at the company. But I, there was only like three people, yeah. you know what I mean? But I knew in my heart that I wasn't gonna be that mm-hmm. salesperson that went out and just crushed it. Yeah. So I immediately started replacing myself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And this is what I, I need a lot of the owner operators that I'm working with to understand. It's like, from, our, from an early age, you know, we all have talent, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and it takes talent to be an entrepreneur. Yep. Everybody thinks you can just start a business yep. and it's going to work out if you work hard. Yep. No, there, there's talent involved, you know? Absolutely. And so my, my talent was replacing myself over mm-hmm. and over again. I went from being the salesperson to the trainer yep. from the trainer to the assistant manager, from the assistant mm-hmm. manager. And obviously I was always the owner, CEO or whatever, but at the end of the day, I still had those responsibilities, yeah. you know? And then I was the sales manager mm-hmm. and then I hired Wayne and he was the sales manager and then... Uh, I was the regional manager, yeah. you know what I mean? And, I, and the regional payroll, accounting, marketing, yeah. all that stuff. And then I just, every every time I got to the next level, I replaced myself, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, because I'm doing that at another level now, I'm able to go home and put that phone down yep. and be present. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Now, now you're going to help me out with that yeah. even more because now I don't have to check the likes i don't mm-hmm. have the comments all that all that stuff gonna help me out so much with that i just have to create yeah if you can get in a position where where all you're doing is creating and rain making your business is gonna Absolutely. fly like yours yeah. has a hundred percent so and, and that's so important because you know i i got divorced about three and a half years ago mm-hmm. and when i think about who i was during my marriage before i was that owner operator yep doing too much yep. thinking busy is good right and uh so even when i was home i was there on my phone with my daughter mm-hmm. my son's right in front of me yep. you know what i mean and that's the worst place you could be in mm-hmm. and you're 100 percent correct if you're dialed into your business four days a week and you're present three yeah. the, you're present way more than 
all these nine to five guys mm-hmm. that try to act like they go home and they're actually present. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or like t- the the time away from work qualifies them that they're being present with their family. That's mm-hmm. not true. Yeah. You know? I mean, I know more people in my network that work, you know, Monday through Thursday, they work corporate jobs, you know, they make 250K uh-huh. a year and they go home Thursday through Sunday or Friday yeah. through Sunday and are the most like family-centric people mm-hmm. now of course everybody's not built to be on the road like not yeah. all dynamics are meant to be where yeah. you go live on the road and i'm not saying living on the road's your answer however i think a lot of people just mix up yeah like, oh i can't i can't do what justin does on the road 300 days a year and do you know they, they had this extreme, preconceived notion right? in their head yeah, yeah. and so but i was like what if you just did one day a week where you got to speak you know, because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times, like, I spend extra time on the road because I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend an extra day at this nice little resort. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's not like it's all business. But I'm like, what if you just, what if you found one big speaking gig mm-hmm. per week? And it's one day a week, right? You fly in it. Because Stuman does it, too. Yeah. Flies out at 5 a.m., goes back by 8 p.m., yeah. right? And so there's a lot of opportunities there. And I think a lot of people don't utilize enough bigger stages. Mm-hmm. A lot of us try to do one-to-one stuff. I promise you, I walked on a stage the other day of 100 people in the right room, made $500,000 in one day, and I only spoke for 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, I used to be like, I'm going to go teach 10 people today, and then 10 people today, and then 10 people yeah. today, and it's like, just never, it can't ever compete with scale. No, you when, can't. When you're, when you're speaking. And, and leverage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about that piece. Absolutely. Uh, I've been telling everybody about it. So, uh, no, that's really awesome. And then I think another point is... You're on this grind, but not a grind, right? That's kind of what you're saying. It's like you get to make all those choices every day and everything. Um, but I feel like as time goes on and you get better at this, yeah. you're going to be able to scale back the traveling and all that type of oh, stuff. 100%. You know what I'm saying? It's a chosen and then, grind. And then, yeah, you're going to be able to exit like nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to. Absolutely. And so, like, all right, do you want to bust your ass or what what the world thinks is busting your ass Mm -hmm. for 10 years and then be able to retire or be able to just invest in consults or do you want to uh live the traditional lifestyle you know what i mean and work until you're 55 and try and retire you know so 100 percent, man it has been freaking awesome i'm really happy with the way this went i feel like it flowed really well and uh you know the 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 biggest takeaway being that from an early age you were like i don't want to be the ceo i just want to be a rainmaker i want to bring all the business in and 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 that is a rare individual that's able to do that Mm -hmm. and you recognize that right away that's your talent yeah and so um i think a lot of owner operators need need to see that you know and and start scaling and start leveraging so I know from this podcast, there's a few guys and gals out there that are like, shit, I need to get in touch mm-hmm. with Justin. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how do they do that? Yeah. Anyway, Justin Nelson, Instagram, Justin Nelson, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is me talking to you most of the time. So my <laughs> VAs, you know, my VAs are in there. But uh-huh. they'll, they'll very clearly tell you they're a VA. Yeah. Most people think that I like talk to people like as if I'm them. I'm like, my VAs very rarely imitate me. Um, yeah. So. That, that message this morning was the first time that like. I'm pretty sure it was the first time that one of your VAs talked to me. And they then they did. They were like, hey, Justin's, yeah. you know. They'll speak about me in third indisposed. person. Indisposed, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's sleeping right now. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, you could do any of that way. And then, obviously, Sphere Rocket. Uh, uh-huh. If you literally, if you just type in the word Sphere Rocket, mm-hmm. S-P-H-E-R-E into Google, you'll find all our websites, and you can schedule calls with our sales team yeah. um, and all those fun things. So, so I met you 
back in January, man. But uh, you've added a lot of value to my life, and sure. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah. This has been huge for us. Absolutely. So thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Remember, great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Until next time.